Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Becky, neither you or I are quite at the menopause stage just yet, but it's good to know that there is a skincare range for when we are. Exactly. It is the Neovadil skincare for menopause line by no other than Vichy Laboratories. And put simply, it works to tackle the signs of ageing that the menopause can cause. What does that mean exactly? So working with women's health experts and dermatologists, Vichy has pioneered research for more than 20 years into the impact of hormonal changes on the skin during the perimenopause and the menopause. The result is Neovadil Compensating Complex. This means it addresses issues like skin tightness, sensitivity, and moisture loss which happens throughout the menopause it also works to bring down the temperature of your skin which as we know is handy if you're suffering from hot flushes that is so good to know i actually think i would benefit from that this summer to be honest is there anything else we should know can all skin types use it Exactly. All skin types can use it. And another key thing to note is it uses collagen boosting proxylane and hyaluronic acid too, which plump and hydrate your skin. As mentioned, it's great for all skin types and each product is dermatologically tested as well as being hypoallergenic. So it's safe for all to use. Amazing. And finally, where do we find out more? You can find the full Vichy Neovadial range at boots.com or your local pharmacy. Visit vichy.co.uk for more support. Hello, I'm Georgie Courage Cole, and welcome to today's In Conversation with podcast. Today we're talking about aging and more specifically the perimenopause and menopausal ages and stages of life. It's one that can affect some more than others, but you're pretty likely to get off symptom free. But as they always say, as I always say, knowledge is power. So today we'll be talking about everything from pelvic floor and sleep to skincare and exercise. Today's podcast is sponsored by Vichy. I'm joined today by three brilliant women. Sometimes a panel comes together and you just know it's going to work. Anyway, today's one of those days, um, which is really lovely. Uh, I am joined this morning by Olivia Falcon, by Rosie Green, and by Emma Bardwell. Morning, ladies. Morning. Morning. Now, I, I'm glad I'm not uh, menopausal yet because it's bloody hot. So I think it'll be even. I'd be feeling even hotter if I was um, perimenopausal. Maybe I am. Maybe I didn't know it. Anyway, we'll find out as we start chatting. Um, I thought I should let you introduce yourselves because you've all had such interesting careers. You really are all leading the way. Um. Rosie, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, you're a well-known name in the UK. Uh, just, just give everyone listening who, who doesn't know you um, a, a brief background as, as to your path. Well, I started out in, I mean, I've always been a magazine girl. So I started out um, at Elle. I was the beauty director there. And then when I grew up a bit more, I went to Red and was the beauty director there. So I've got, you know, I've tested a lot of products and tried a lot of treatments. Um, But I'm also a sort of lifestyle writer and a uh, relationships writer now. I kind of, I wrote a book after my marriage broke down um, called How to Heal a Broken Heart. And so now I kind of, I, I write about that as well. I write about, you know, relationships and 
and most recently for uh, You Magazine and the Mail on Sunday, now write about sex. Wonderful. Yeah. What fun. We'd love to talk about sex at Shared yeah. You'll have to come, you'll have to come back another time and join yes, a sex exactly. cast. Um, and, and just, just I think, useful for people listening. How I'm 40. How old are you, Rosie? I am now just 47, which I can't quite believe, which is nearer to 50 than 40, obviously. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like I might be entering that perimenopausal zone. I'm sure I well, am. Well, you look incredible i mean I said earlier, we are all in our prime life is good um anyway you look you look very well on life rosie i have to say um okay. olivia i'm gonna come to you next i mean you're like the you're like one of the original beauty journalists i always think um for people who don't know you can you fill them in Thank you so much. Yeah, so I, I started my career actually at Vogue um, and then I went on to be the beauty director at Tatler for about, uh, gosh, 11 years and I wrote 14 of the Tatler cosmetic surgery guides. So I have a business now called the Edit- Editor's List where I fast track people uh, to the world's top cosmetic surgeons, doctors, dermatologists and we talk a lot about skincare as well. Um, so that's what I've been up to. I'm 47 and definitely in the perimenopausal zone, right in it. Um, I'm actually at the moment on a bit of a journey to try and lose a little bit of weight because I have just gained, I think about four or five kilos in the last year. I know everyone's been in lockdown, but um, it's just, you know, it's a struggle, isn't it, as you get older. Um, So I can definitely relate to a lot of the things we're going to talk about today. Great. I I think what you're doing with the editor's list is so brilliant. Uh, Emma Bardot, lovely to have you back on the podcast. We did a podcast on the menopause, gosh, a couple of years ago, and it was so well received. And um, so anyway, it's it's lovely to have you back. You you are the guru. Yeah, definitely go back to that podcast because there were lots of nuggets in there, wasn't there? Mm. Um, I am a registered nutritionist and I specialize in women's health, but particularly in perimenopause and menopause. And obviously that's kind of, it's big news right now because of the Davina documentary, you know, more and more of us are talking yeah. about it. But when I niched in it, you know, a few, four, maybe four years ago, actually it was met with real kind of derision. You know, people were like, why on earth are you niching in such a kind of, you know, a weird and untalked about, uh, you know, unspoken about area. So. My platform is very much about putting midlife women centre stage and giving them back their voice. I think a lot of midlife women feel very invisible, very kind of flattened. So it's all about putting them centre stage. Love it. Love it. Quite bloody right. Can we talk about the ages? So so am I going to start with you? Um, The ages around, you know, when you can expect to be perimenopausal and the menopause and also what, what they actually mean, because... Mm. There's quite a lot of confusion, I think, isn't there, about, you know, perimenopause can last for a while. When you've hit the menopause, it sort of happened. Is that right? Can you just give some clarity around those two terms? Yeah, there's a massive, I think a lot of the... A lot of the issues around menopause is about this confusion. So lots of women are talking about menopause when actually they mean perimenopause. Mm. So if you break it down, menopause is literally just the your, the day of your final period. So after that, you are postmenopausal. And then the time leading up to that, which is the time when hormones are really kind of haywire and they cause you all of these symptoms that I'm sure we'll go into later, that is perimenopause. 
So the average age of menopause is 51 in the UK, and the average age of perimenopause is 45, although lots, you know, most women will start to notice changes around the end of their 30s, you know, beginning of their 40s. Gosh, okay, so that's all of us then. It's a lot longer, you know, it's a lot longer than people anticipate. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? And and, I mean, let's start with what those changes are what what is what you know on a personal level what are you experiencing Uh, I mean Olivia should we start with you you said you said Uh, you're definitely perimenopausal when did that start for you what does that mean for you well I I started noticing a difference I was quite late to have children I was 36 and 38 when I had my two girls and definitely after I'd had my kids I started to notice some real changes things like I used I got much heavier periods more painful periods. I I definitely have been yo-yoing a lot with my weight um, and it's much harder to keep weight off. um, And um, so it's been a bit of a struggle for me. I've also noticed I got rosacea. So I have sort of patches on my forehead, but mainly around my nose. So those have been my sort of my bugbears. Um, and I do find that when you when I do have a period now, it comes with quite a lot of um, a bit of a mood swing. I feel a little bit down. I, I, I'm kind of dreading my periods because they are quite uncomfortable at the moment. I get really bloated. Do you still take the pill or have the cord or anything like that? No, I don't do any of that. I think my husband would also say the other symptom is I'm very tired the whole time. Um, and I'm probably not that much fun um, because I'm exhausted. I, I do work very hard. And I, of course, you know, I'm trying to be a good mum as well. So I, I feel like some days I'm doing a lot of things not very well. And I do feel regularly very, very tired. Um, I did go and have my blood. We're also doing a lot of things. Can I just say? I, I'm very friendly with uh, Meg Matthews, who's a big champion of the menopause and has really put it out there. Mm. And she was, she came over to my house one day, was listing. She had all these symptoms. Um, gosh, I probably Emma will know this better than me, but I think there was other like 32 symptoms of the menopause or something. There's a whole checklist. And so she was going through them with me and I definitely had a good eight of them, <laughs> I think. So I'm wow. definitely, I'm, I'm in the zone. 32, is that right, Emma? Yeah, there's actually, if you look at something called the green climacteric scale, which is a kind of full list of all the symptoms, there are 34. But I would wager, actually, there's a lot more than that. You know, I mean, the good news is we don't all experience it, all of them, thank God. Uh, you know, one in four women don't experience any at all, but 75% of us will experiencing will experience them to such a degree that it has an impact on our lives. Gosh, that's a lot of symptoms. Rosie, what about you? Where are you? Does this sound familiar? Uh, now we're just getting it all out there. I have the marina <laughs> coil. Uh, like me everyone, too, me I, too. Which I love, I have to say. I haven't had a I, I'm loving less recently. Oh, uh, and actually, as Olivia's talking, I'm getting quite a lot of breakthrough bleeding. And I don't know, I had this before. Um, I had it removed before I had my third. Yeah. After about three years, I started to get through breakthrough bleeding, but they say it should last for five years. And I'm starting to get this breakthrough bleeding, which I'm wondering if it's just my period is getting heavier, maybe because I'm getting older. Uh, I don't know. 
yeah such a bitch having it taken in and out there oh god it really is you know you know it's bad when the nurse comes in to hold your hand so i so my marina coil i i managed to lose the strings obviously in the cavernousness that is up there and um (laughs) so when when they were scanning me to try and find the strings they were like oh do you still have your periods and i was like well no because i have the marina coil and she said oh well anyway one of your ovaries is shriveled i was like what not what you want to hear that was so not what i wanted to hear so that was like is that uh, that a thing is that a is that a normal thing i don't know what do you think emma well i mean your ovaries do you know they are they function less well as you get older that that's the whole reason that we go through menopause you know uh because that's what's producing the eggs but i've never heard of them referred to as shriveled yes that was like it was not a good day and i was like and just while you're telling me that can you see these strings they were like <laughs> not so much so anyway the shriveled ovary has come into existence and also i well when i had my marriage breakup i was so i was so anxious and i was losing so much weight that the doctor said to me i think you need to go on like anti-anxiety anti-depressant so i started taking sertraline and uh that what's that sertraline it's like an antidepressant essentially it's an ssri and that did really help get me through the really hard times uh but i started to have these night sweats which are a symptom of those and so i thought they were to do with the sertraline but now i wonder if they're not i don't know but i mean i'm not really a sweater and i i would wake up with like pools of what you know running down my chest it was it was unbelievable. So I don't know what Emma would think about that, whether it was the sertraline or whether it was perimenopausal, but that's definitely been something I've noticed. So those two things really. Yeah, I think night sweats and hot flushes are kind of like the poster symptom, aren't they, when it comes to menopause? Um, And yes, certain medications can, you know, give you those side effects too. But it's also, you know, looking at things like alcohol, sadly, caffeine and anxiety. It's a massive trigger for cortisol which then you know can can spark a a hot flush or a night sweat i don't know about you guys but i definitely have found my tolerance to alcohol has reduced i I just can't handle wine it gives me makes me feel so ill even one glass the next day yeah a hangover what what's that about it's such uh, yeah it's like an added kicker isn't it to an already really stressful and depressing potentially time yeah that you can't I think for many women it becomes a kind of crutch doesn't it and you can no longer really it's not you know it's not our best friend anymore by any stretch it has a kind of knock-on impact with sleep sadly with mood and with skin, I know that, you know, after even one or two, my skin feels much more dehydrated. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible when it comes to mood and irritability. It makes us eat more. Um, I think there's this kind of much cited uh, quote, you know, that we eat between 200 and 600 more calories after a poor night's sleep, which invariably is what happens after you drink alcohol. So yeah, it is definitely time to start moderating. Sorry, ladies. I mean, the anxiety is out of control, isn't it? I mean, I, I wake up and I think, okay, who do I need to text? Who have I offended? <laughs> what, you know, I'm never going to work again. I you know, all that kind of stuff. 
Emma, what about you on a personal level? You obviously know all the theory, but just to show your own experiences as well. For me, it's, it was palpitations. I actually started perimenopause at the age of 42 and it was palpitations. And I went to my doctors quite a few times before they took me seriously. I was told categorically that I was too young, even though obviously I knew what to expect and I knew what the deal was. Um, so yeah, palpitations, which can be really, really terrifying actually. Also brain fog, I forgetting words, not being able to finish your sentence, going into a room and not remembering why you went up there. I know these are things that happen to us throughout life, but they seem to really kind of hit us, I think, in midlife. And I think lots of women start to really worry that they're experiencing early onset dementia, particularly if it's oh, in your family. You know, it's really... It's really in my family. Both my grandparents had it. I mean, I can't remember my middle name half the time. I mean, yeah. literally, I also think it's a factor of the fact that we, referring to your point, Nivia, we are doing many, many yeah. things. And I've got, you know, name tapes in here, new school uniform yeah. in here, play day in here, £12 for a book, plus a job and a home and then everything else. But I, I got this dementia sort of cloud that's out Yes, there. it's hanging Ooh. over, isn't it? And yeah. I think we yeah. are, we're multitasking. We're taking too much on, I think. Actually, nobody's very good at multitasking. We need to kind of really hone in on one thing, get it done, move on to the next. But there's also lots of supplements and, you know, lifestyle measures, which I'm sure we can, you know, go into later. Yeah, and, and interesting, you know, we're obviously going to talk about skin today, but the dehydration thing, I mean, to the extent that it's gone into my chest and and, and but I went to see a doctor the other day and they said, you are just, your skin is beyond dehydrated. And, and so it's interesting that you say that. Period-wise, uh, I mean... How does that work in terms of being, what should you expect to see on a kind of medical level, Emma, as you enter this um, perimenopausal stage? I mean, is it common for your periods to become heavier, as Olivia mentioned, or is that just, you know, Olivia's circumstances? And I, I'm really interested to know what should one expect? Well, first off, for you, if you are experiencing that breakthrough, I would definitely go and talk to your GP. Um, and they might recommend taking it out just to see what is happening with your periods. Um, but for people who aren't on the coil, then, yeah, you know, changes in periods can be quite often the first sign that things are starting to shift and that your estrogen levels and progesterone are starting to kind of drop. Um, so as Olivia said, much, much heavier periods. Sometimes women experience much lighter ones. They might get further apart. They might, you might get two or three, you know, in one month, and then they all go back to normal. It's basically your ovaries are kind of sputtering a bit. They're firing out loads of, um, you know, they're firing out an egg and then they are finding it really hard. And so they're kind of upping the amount of progesterone that they're trying to, in order to bring on a period and in order to bring on ovulation. So, yeah, it, it's it's very much, I think it's, it's very worthwhile tracking your periods and noticing, particularly for younger women, so that you can start to see when these changes occur. Um, and I think for Olivia, you know, if you are experiencing really heavy bleeding and you are really fatigued, it's worth getting your ferritin, your iron levels checked, because it's that kind of bone crushing tiredness, isn't it? And quite often you can easily get your iron levels back up and, and feel a lot better. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I think as well, but lots of us are kind of more plant-based these days, aren't we? So we're kind of erring away from animal products. So again, you know, that has a massive impact. It's harder to get iron from plant sources than it is from meat. And as you enter this stage of your life, Emma, are there other things that you're likely to be deficient in? So in Olivia's case, it was iron. Are there other things that at this age and stage we should be going and checking in particular because a supplement could of X could really, really help with mood, anxiety, stress, sleep, yeah. etc. I tell all my clients if they're suffering from fatigue, first of all, to get their iron and then their thyroid levels checked because low thyroid is something that's really common in 40 something women. You know, it, your, okay. your risk increases as you get older um, and lots of the symptoms actually mimic those of perimenopause. So get those two kind of ruled out. And then I would my kind of my non-negotiables are magnesium because it's really good for your nervous system, for anxiety, for sleep. Uh, a good B complex because it's really good for your energy levels, uh, for your mood. And what is the other one? Oh, an omega-3 fish oil. So few of us are eating our kind of two oily fish. I'm actually taking real life notes. Are you? Great. We're all are, we're all snitching. <laughs> Honestly, fish oil is brilliant for it, for kind of hydrating from the inside out. And if you're not eating salmon or mackerel or sardines twice a week, I mean, very few of us are, you will need a really good fish oil. Okay, yes, I am guilty. God, I need to do that. Thank you. You're going to prompt me to do that. Can we, can we talk about sleep? God, the dreaded sleep. I mean, for me, I'm a few years behind, but... Um, it's it's definitely the first thing I'm, I mean, I've, I've suffered for years, but it's, it's not getting any better. Alcohol obviously doesn't help. And God, how lovely it is when you don't drink and you go to bed and you sleep better. And you really, it's that simple sometimes, isn't it? I'm, um, I'm two weeks into not drinking alcohol just for the sleep reason, because it does get me, it does well keep me. you. Um, and I do feel so much better for it. Every night I say, right, I'm going to be in bed at 10. I'm going to go out. I'm going to run a bath and then I 
our study is next to our bedroom. So I come up and I'm 20 minutes. So literally an hour and a half later, I'm still there. I'm like, well, that went well. And then mm. it's so light and hot, isn't it, at the moment? That I mean, we're all waking at 5.30. I've also been enjoying CBD. Um, that yes. has really helped. Like, it just, if you need to get off to sleep quickly, I find that that has really fast-tracked sleep for me, CBD. I don't take it every night, but maybe like once or twice a week if I'm having a, a late night with the work and I just want to switch off quickly. I find it really has helped. I think it's quite a mental thing as well, isn't it? I mean, whether it's placebo or not. I mean, I, I've actually had great success with CBD. I did a great podcast with Chanel McCoy, who uh, runs a company called Purist, which um, I think is is brilliant. For lots of us, we are working really late and it's just impossible to say, you know, we're always saying, wine, have your wine down routine, have an Epsom salt bath, don't go on your screen. But actually, it's just not realistic for lots of us. So, and this does sound a bit woo-woo, but, you know, blue light blocking glasses can be super helpful just for minimizing that blue light that's coming from your screen, which impacts your melatonin production. Um, so, you know, you can get really cheap ones on Amazon. You don't have to spend a fortune and they are surprisingly effective. Can we um, talk about something really unglamorous and talk about bladder issues? It's on oh. the list, ladies. I'm really sorry. Rosie's shaking her head. I mean, shaking so her head. I've been sitting on the chair, you know, the um, M. Seller chair for like, I've been going in and sitting on the it. What? The what? So it's this chair, it's kind of called slender tone for your fanny, basically. And you <laughs> sit on it, fully clothed, and it sends up electric pulses. It's for people who are too lazy to do their pelvic floors. That's me. That's, that's me. me. Also, I'm I was it's my own bloody fault. I was I went to one Pilat, go to your Pilat. Ladies, if you're if you're pregnant and you're not where we are yet, go when you go to that Pilates class. When you're pregnant, do as you're told, because I went to one. I went, I've got no time for this. I didn't go back to another. Did I do my pelvic floor? Did I hell? Uh, well, what's it called? The bloody work. The um the, I can't I try and do my pelvic floors and I did do them really diligently for like a month and a half, and I just saw no effect or like very minimal effect. So I was like, okay. So I'm I went, doing them now, I'm trying them now. I do get a lot of clients um who've had kids, um, and lots of actually women who are like the other side of the menopause saying, gosh, I've, you know, I've been, I've sneezed and I've weed um, or people with younger kids, you know, they're on the trampoline with the kids and they're like, I just can't go on the trampoline. It's oh, I, I mean, I, I can't do a burpee. I mean, literally, I, I've Googled this chair. This is quite a contraption. Do you own one of these? No, I don't. I did look into buying one, but apparently they're £150,000. So I decided not. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say it looks like it belongs in a hospital. Now they um now they are in sort of various clinics. They're kind of in more clinics. Well, you know, like nationwide and things. In fact, I think in Harvey Nichols they've got one you can go and sit on, and you know there are various places. It should give you a location. I think for lots of women they're not doing them properly. So I actually had this myself, and I went to a women's physio and had I think four or five sessions. Yeah. where she, you know, she sticks her fingers up and she gets you to clench front, back and sides. And I'm like, sides? I could maybe oh, do sides. the front. I'm sitting, I can't do the I side. could what does that possibly mean? do the back, but the sides. And so, but with her fingers inside you and she's telling you, okay, you know, more on the back, more on the back. Come on, I can feel it at the front, but then you need more at the back. So once you've actually got somebody giving you that, that feedback so yeah. that you know what you're doing, it can be, honestly, it's a game changer. And she rates you from one to five. 
So I was a one when I went there, which is the low end. And by the time I left, I was a four. By the way, everyone that's listening to this, Emma's doing some really interesting hand gestures. <laughs> Can I just say, is there not a metal thing like a face roller that you could buy that doesn't know, involve a physio and have fingers that you could just do? I, I, I tell you what there is. There's, some, there's, a, there's something called LV, which is it. something that you insert and it sinks yeah. into your bone and it tells you how hard you're squeezing so I think if for people that don't want to go for that personal contact the LV is the way to go okay you can play games can't you on it it's almost like a computer game you have to jump over hurdles by clenching it's brilliant the good news is though that you can you can change things around surprisingly quickly but you do need to be really consistent can we talk about moods and how, you know, how does everyone feel about their mood? What might you expect at this stage of life? I like to think I'm quite an upbeat person and that will remain. Maybe I'm kidding myself. Uh, Emma's laughing. Uh, for, for me, I, I have got just, just worse PMS, right? Um, so I can get quite angry quite quickly. I've definitely... I'm trying to work on this, but I am definitely a shouty mother, unfortunately. Um, I I lose my temper quite quickly, but um, I am trying to sort of, you know, I'm aware of that and trying to shout a little bit less. I'm like you, Georgie, I'm quite a a sort of upbeat person. I do shout at my children, though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also also very loving, but my God, will I get angry when they do. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Sometimes you just got to have six gear in your back pocket. Yes. Yeah, depressed, is that something that you hear quite a lot, Emma, from from clients? Yeah, yeah, there's a spectrum, isn't there, from, you know, mildly irritated right through to, yeah, depressed. So sadly, there is a kind of spike of suicides around, female suicides around the age of 50. So it is something that can be turned around, though, you know, via, if, if somebody's really suffering, then they should talk to their GP and... SSRIs or antidepressants aren't always the, you know, they're they're not really the first line treatment for a hormone deficiency. It's HRT. Um, And for the majority of women, that can be a total game changer. And it comes, you know, without risk until the age of 50. But obviously, everybody's different. So your GP can assess your individual risk and and advise you accordingly. Can I just say, Emma? Yeah. And I would really encourage people to listen to the other podcast we did a couple of years ago. Well, we talked about HRT in a lot more detail, but, you know, the preconceptions a lot of people still have really are out of date. And there are obviously exceptions, but, you know, it's also a brilliant thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It can it can change women's lives completely. Emma, could I just ask, would you ever take preemptive HRT? Like, you know, if you're not really suffering, like I don't feel like I'm really suffering. But then I was thinking, well, actually, would it stop me going down the rabbit holes? Would it stop me? You know, what do you think about that? I think there is definitely a case for women taking it, even if they don't have symptoms, simply, you know, in the case of future proofing for their bones, for their heart and for their... Um, for their brain so yeah definitely there is there is an argument it's it's case by case is there anything else mood wise that women at this age and stage of their lives should be thinking about changes they should be making to improve their mood do you just have to accept it 
Yeah, um, no, that's what I was going to say, because I think a lot of us, we notice kind of these changes in weight and then we instantly start restricting um, our diets and kind of really cutting back on things like carbs. And actually carbs, the right kind of carbs, you know, are really important for serotonin production. Serotonin is what makes you happy. So it's one of the reasons I don't really condone things like keto because you're taking away that carb component of your diet and it makes you miserable. Life is hard enough in perimenopause. Taking out lots of things from your diet is just, you know, I don't think it's the way forward. So make sure you're eating enough and get lots of protein in, particularly at breakfast, because it really helps to regulate your blood sugar levels, which then stops your cravings, you know, stops you getting really hangry and also really helps with energy. Okay, interesting. Rosie, does this marry up with you? I mean, you... You have written a book um, about, well, how to heal a broken heart. You've been through a horrible time. So, you know, that's obviously not linked to the perimenopause, but but what you've been through aside, does does what Emma's saying about how mood and, and lifestyle, does that fit with how you feel as a 47-year-old woman? Yeah, I think... You know, I am still taking those, um, the, the search lead, the SSRI. So I think that does, it definitely takes away quite a lot of the anxiety that I'm that I might have anyway I think probably I need to start weaning myself off those but what I didn't realize was with those that you it's not like you stop taking them and you go to back to base level you go lower because you, your body I mean I, I hope that's right Emma but your body tries to like adjust you know you've got you then have a dip in the serotonin and things that you have to kind of make back up again um so i i haven't i'm okay on my moods but i definitely notice if i don't look after myself if i drink too much if i'm really tired you know and i think actually one thing that the the split taught me was you know actually you kind of have you know you have bad days and you have uncertainty but you will get to a place a day you know a day later where it's going to be all right so I've sort of got a different mental attitude about low days actually and what what do you do to combat them I'll be really kind to myself because I think you know a lot of the time we just have that inner critic all the time sort of saying you know yeah. you're at this you're not good at that you know whereas actually I'll, I'll kind of I mean, I will literally talk to myself, you know, I'll say, you're just having a bad day, this will be better tomorrow, you know, yeah. and all the things that make me happy, which for me is to see girlfriends or exercise or cuddle the dog or watch some crap telly or something. Yeah, for me, so, exercise has been the key to lifting mood. Um, I'm yeah, not someone so who exercise very much um but you know even doing I'm trying to do now 12,000 steps a day keeping active because again I can get sucked into the vortex of just being in front of the computer working but actually making time now I'm booking meetings later um so I can get up get it done um and then get about my day but I definitely find exercise definitely boosts the mood and you don't need to be running marathons or doing hardcore cardio you can be doing things like yoga pilates or even just you know brisk walking which really really help you know people who enjoy enjoy beasting themselves i i, I think probably quite a rare breed it, it's the i for me there is no enjoyment i i remember someone else i know in the industry who's works out a lot as do i i mean i don't enjoy it for one second i'm not gonna lie i have absolutely no pleasure i would far rather be sitting down doing something else but 
the feeling it gives me afterwards and how set up I feel for the day, it just totally outweighs. As you were saying, get up, do it in the morning. Don't even give yourself a chance to wriggle out of it. If, if I get to lunchtime and I haven't, I have one day a week where I box at lunchtime, but any other day, if I say I exercise later, I mean, not a chance. Like, get up, do it. Don't give yourself a chance to back out. And I, I think it. there are obviously huge huge changes to come to our bodies that we can't control but I, I actually think exercise is just such a quick win isn't it it's a massive mood booster and I think as you said nobody ever regretted a workout are there other things you know supplements other methods that, that anybody can share to boost energy levels I think a good old cuddle is great for boosting your energy level whether it's with your dog your child your other half or not I think as well not spreading yourself too thin you know saying no to stuff that you just do not want to do and giving yourself a bit more time it's really key yeah I think beauty you know everyone you know I think for a long time people thought beauty was shallow every you know it was kind of a vanity thing but actually I think we you know we now see that in terms of you know the touch the textures the smells the aromatherapy all that stuff does have a real massive impact on your mood and you know for me you know in the worst of times I had this kind of aromatherapy roller and it did really I was like literally addicted to it just rolling it on whenever I felt really crap but I do think certain smells you know as you say the bath all those things that really going to have your hair done having that bloody lovely head massage uh Olivia what about you um gosh well I I I mean like all those things I I'm learning to ring fence and I I'm a complete uh product junkie and uh treatment junkie so I'm right in there and also if you are feeling anxious I think um craniosacral therapy is really interesting to, to look into so this is like um you have to be specially trained it's all based around the head and it's sort of putting various pressures on the skull and the scalp and releasing it and I I personally find that just the next level in relaxation it's like an out-of-body experience it's fantastic for me, I like getting out into nature. I love Dave. David Attenborough just said, just, just 15 minutes a day, just get out and be with nature. Just 15 minutes a day, like it will just change the fundamental difference it will make to your life just to be in nature and just stop. The other day, I got together with three girlfriends, well, there were four of us, and we, we took a few hours off on a Friday and we went to Surrey Hills and packed a picnic and walked and we spent three hours walking and talking it was just god it was good for the soul female friends as well you know hanging out with yes that is to me that is just such as you say just so brilliant for the soul like I leave being so you know elated and you know Mm. I I do think that also aging is a beautiful process I know we're all trying to look and feel our very best but I think people um you know I, I certainly felt that as the older I've got the more comfortable I have got about myself. And I, mm. I don't care so much what other people think. Um, and that's very liberating. Yes. Also, I think so you, can, you, you can edit your friends a bit. I mean, yes. you know, in your 20s, you want to be popular. You want, you're out there probably trying to meet people and you're probably much more accepting. But if there is a friend that's not making you happy, 
I, I'd say just edit them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. be with people that surround you, that uplift you, um, you know, and sometimes if you're going through some kind of midlife experience like the menopause and you're feeling bad about yourself and you want to start on a new journey, there's sometimes people that don't support that or just, you know, you're trying not to drink alcohol and they say, come on, come on, and they put pressure on you. Avoid those people and just surround yourself with people that are genuinely want the best for you. Yeah. Yeah, like I know who I am and frankly, if that person doesn't get me, then then actually I'm okay with that. And and from what I hear, that only grows and grows the older you get. And that's quite liberating, I think, isn't it? It's massively liberating. I think we are often moaning about being saggier and we're losing volume and we're, you know, got these wrinkles, but actually being comfortable in your own skin is so appealing. It's so mm. sexy. It's so kind of alluring. And personally, I wouldn't go back to my 20s if you paid me. Oh, me neither. Just to touch on sort of treatments, and we're going to talk about skin in a minute, but, but, you know, I'm someone who is more than happy to go and have a needle in my face. You know, I don't want to look like a complete train wreck or, you know, we can all name lots of people who've gone a bit overboard. But I will help hold my hand up and say, I, you know, I feel good for it and there's a fine line and... I'm open about it and I have no shame and I'm not saying that everyone should or or there isn't a limit, but I think you just have to do what you need to do to feel your good and feel your best and who cares what everyone else saying, I, I would yeah. say. Olivia, I mean, I know that you help, you help people find the best people to see it and get the best results because there are a lot of cowboys out there. We talked about that, but... Um, it can be massively empowering, can't it? Yeah, I mean, so I set up the editors list because I think a lot of people are so confused by the offering. Um, you know, new tweakments are being launched every week, new products are being launched every week, and people just genuinely don't know where to go, what works and what doesn't. So I basically go out and guinea pig most of the treatments myself, uh, the tweakments. I've just I've just booked in to actually have my first surgery in August. I'm going to have a blepharoplasty. Um, for my upper eyelids which I'm going to document in full wow Um, but um I definitely think there's no shame in wanting to look your best and if something is really bothering you if you feel that you've got this awful bump in your nose that is really bringing you down and making you feel unhappy then why shouldn't you go and get it fixed in the same in the same breath of course there are people out there that do not this is not for them and you know absolutely go and be happy and you know you you no one should pressurize you into doing this, but I think it's very underregulated, unfortunately, in this country. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem, isn't you know, it? And and it's too. There should be an, a higher age limit for sure. And, blah, and blah, I blah, think, but. unfortunately, that you know, people, a lot of these doctors are making a business out of this, and they're not really thinking about their oath to look after people, and they are. Hmm suggesting things that probably aren't necessary and um and for the sake of you know getting another a payment through the cash till so i'm just there advocating for uh the client the patient and just making sure that they're completely clear on what the risks are of the treatments um what the results are being realistic about what can be achieved because i think that's a, another thing a lot of people go into having these treatments expecting a complete transformation when there's only so much you can get with a tweakment, right? Um, so I just really lay it down so people are completely clear about what, what's going to be happening and there are no nasty surprises and hopefully only good surprises when they get a great outcome. Well, that's why you needed it, right? That's why you need you by your side, Olivia. Can we talk about skin? We've partnered with Vichy and in particular Neo Vadial, uh, which is it's essentially 
skincare for perimenopausal, menopausal age staged women. And, and you know, they spent 20 years researching the impact of hormonal changes on the skin. I believe they're one of the only brands in the UK, if not the only brand to have a range that's actually clinically tested on women going through the menopause and, and, you know, is therefore specifically designed to meet the needs of perimenopausal, menopausal women. Olivia, I know you've worked with the brand. Um, yes. Um, I hear amazing things. I, I mean, what's your experience with it? So I have, I have um, dipped in and out of the Avadiel for a number of years now, and I've always been really um, loved it. Obviously, when I first started um, writing about it, I wasn't in the, in the zone at all. I was in my sort of early, mid-30s. Um, I tried, uh, they have uh, a rose platinum range, um, and they have the rose platinum day cream, which I absolutely love. It has a fantastic texture. It's, um, as the name suggests, it's got this sort of rosy, they have these rosy mineral pigments in it. Uh, which really, if you have that sort of grey, dull skin, it really sort of cheers your skin up and it has a credible texture. Um, the the Hero product, though, is the Compensating Complex range. And yes. this is people, the other... And there's a day cream people. and a night cream, isn't there? Yeah, and the interesting ingredient to talk about in this is something called Prozylane, which is a patented ingredient. It was developed in 2006. And this is actually... Um, just in layman's terms, it's a sugar protein taken from beech trees. And what it does is it stimulates um, your glycoaminoglycans, um, which basically defend the skin against water loss. So basically, it's this is very moisturizing on the skin. I think when you get to that stage of menopause, a lot of women are saying, I've got very dry skin. So this really, uh, this ingredient is really helping retain the moisture. Um, it's helping with things like skin barrier function. Um, and they've added things like hyaluronic acid, which we all know about. Yeah, uh, yeah. And calcium, which maybe Emma can talk about. Um, and they've also put these white micro pearls, which give you this amazing sort of glow. It's it's a really intelligent formula. And I love that it's focused, you know, to people, to women who are often the forgotten, you know, we have all these different ranges and stuff, but mm. you know, tackling a really important time in one's life, mm. maybe not feeling very confident. Isn't it right that it it basically helps bring the temperature of the skin down? It's got something in it that helps bring the temperature of the skin down and then and essentially reducing your hot flushes. Yeah, I, I think it's just, the whole thing is it's very cooling and soothing on the skin. And it's sort of, also a lot of women like myself get this sort of rosacea and this redness and yeah. pinkness to the skin. And um, it, it definitely is like toning any sort of redness and pinkness down. It's really fantastic. And it, it lays very nicely under, you know, makeup and things like that if you want to put some foundation on. It's a great formula. Very impressive. And, uh, Emma, how does that sit with you as, I mean... Clearly, Olivia is a fan and, yeah, it gets great reviews. Does that marry up with the science? Yeah, so what happens is we th we often think about oestrogen as being connected with our reproductive health, but actually it is really important for holding on to water and also for collagen and elastin production. So when your oestrogen levels start to kind of taper off, that's when we start to notice much drier, thinner, potentially itchier kind of skin so yeah anything that can 
plump it up and kind of add to, you know, the bounciness of it is amazing. So I actually got some of the Vichy products in a goodie bag recently. And for me, because I've got super thirsty skin, the standout product was called, it's called Phytosculpt. It's so thick and kind of unguent and it just, it's amazing. I get really puffy. So I just use it to kind of de-stress, de-puff, um, and it's thick and it really kind of hydrates well. Skin is an issue. I mean, my skin dryness is definitely something that I'm fighting with at the moment. Um, Olivia, you've, you've talked about rosacea. Rosie, is this something you've noticed? Have you tried this Vichy product? Is it something that speaks to you? Well, I, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I have rosacea too, and I've had it for a really long time. And, and so actually I'm very, uh, I'm very nervous of anything that is too ungent because actually with rosacea, it feels really dry and itchy and uh, like it's very thirsty. But if you start feeding it too much, um, it flares it up. So I, you know, I prefer the, the products that aren't as ungent, but I too have tried the rose cream and I love the sort of blurring. I don't use too much of it, but I do love the blurring effect. And, and the science does make sense to me. And there's, you know, there's, um, I think it has salicylic acid in as well to sort of like increase that cell turnover because exactly as Olivia was saying, you get that kind of dullness. So and anything that kind of starts to increase that. I mean, I think as well, protecting the skin barrier, you know, we can, we're so tempted to throw so much at it, especially mm. to try and get that radiance. But I think, you know, that's counterproductive if we, if we do start to, you know, impede the, impede the barrier. So it's, it's really important to be gentle. And, and I know that, you know, Vichy is a really gentle brand. It's a great brand and it's quite reasonably priced, which is always yeah. Lovely. I mean, prices start just not not far off twenty pounds. So, um, I, I think it's worth a try. I would say, from those in the know, Olivia, I'm sure you'd agree that best things to start with would be the compensating complex day and night creams. There's also a neck cream, which I think is quite brilliant. Yeah, it's really. I mean, the neck is a really tricky one because it's one of the first places to age. Um, it's usually eyelids and neck. And that's because the skin on the neck is a lot thinner than the rest of the face. Uh, so, yes, anything that it is, I mean, you have to manage expectations, but um, I think it's working. They have ingredients that are working on you lose density of skin when you get through the menopause. And so it's packed with things like lipids and fatty acids that are really yeah. sort of helping give a more of a plumpness, more of a youthful look. So you get sort of, you know, it's working on that sort of crepiness as it were, and helping to firm. But I, I like that you say manage expectations. You know, I am always the first person to say no cream is going to fill deep lines in your face. And, you know, I'm afraid you need a needle for that. But I love the fact that, genuinely love the fact that Neovalual is, is essentially, it's about hydration, isn't it? It's about elasticity. It's about radiance. All those things are just about looking healthier. And, you know, great that there is a range out there that is targeting women at this perimenopausal and menopausal stage. Um, ladies, I think we're out of time. I'm going to finish by saying um, thank you to Vichy, who have partnered with us on this podcast. They are running a three for two promotion on Neovadial in Boots. The offer ends on the 29th of June. So if ever there was a moment to give it a go, now is it. Um, Olivia, Emma, Rosie, I feel excited about 
what's ahead and finally finally being able to make some time for myself hopefully anyway that's the plan that's the plan um ladies i'm so grateful for your time what a great chat um so much fun Stay well, all of you. Let's do it again. Uh, enjoy the sunshine. And thank you so much. That's thank it you. for today. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to listen to, and we will be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.